Well, I'm very excited that today is Our Lady of Fatima. Many years ago, I acquired a very uh, strong devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. Perhaps it's the title under which I have the most devotion to Our Lady. And uh, it's, I'm very happy to be able to speak about it and to try to further uh, the devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. It was almost a 100 years ago. It was 99 years ago. We're coming up on the, the centenary uh, anniversaries. It was 99 years ago that today that Our Lady appeared to the three uh, children of Fatima. It was May 13th, 1917. And uh, she would then go on from there to appear to them six times. Maybe some reckon as there's a seventh time, but that's a little bit... Uh, you know, debated. So six successive times she appeared to them uh, on the 13th of each month. And it was her third apparition uh, that I'm going to speak about right now. It was the third apparition. It was July 13th, 1917. And uh, she uh, grants the, the children a vision of, of hell. And it's a very kind of terrifying, fearsome vision that they have. And uh, then Our Lady supplies a kind of a commentary. She says this, You have seen hell where the souls of poor sinners go. It is to save them that God wants to establish in the world devotion to my Immaculate Heart. If you do what I tell you, many souls will be saved and there will be peace. This war will end. It's talking about World War One. But if men do not refrain from offending God, another and more terrible war will begin during the pontificate of Pius XI. And she goes on to, to talk about what signs might indicate that second, more terrible war. And so as we know, as it would turn out, World War II happens. And it's remarkable to see and to think that if there was a sufficient number or sufficient response on the part of humankind to Mary's request to do penance, World War II would not have happened. World War II would not have happened if there had been a sufficient response of penance and reparation on the part of mankind. That's remarkable. That shows you how much a role we have to play in the salvation of the world, in the peace and stability of, of the world, how integral and essential a part God grants to each one of us. We have free will, and through our freedom, we can choose to serve God. We can choose to offer our sacrifices to him and to make reparation uh, for the sins of mankind. And when we fail to do that, we are standing by passively and allowing evil to spread throughout the world. And all we need to do is simply uh, do penance and make reparation for our sins and for the sins uh, of mankind. It's a, it's a remarkable privilege uh, you know, there's a, it's kind of, there's a sort of a fearsome part to it, but there's also a joyful part that we really have have something to say in this matter. 
And uh, right now I think uh, that uh, it's also to know that these kind of disturbances of peace that take place throughout the world <clears throat> are a result of sin. They're, they're consequences of, of human sin, uh, either directly or their punishments that, bring, that God brings upon the world. And so, you know, we talk about uh, the terrorism right now. And we think about, well, how can we prevent this? How can we prevent this? We're, and that we should do that, of course, but that we're missing the deeper root is that the scourge of terrorism that's taking place right now, that's afflicting the Western civilization, is a result of our sins. And we need to do penance for our sins. We need to make reparation for our sins. And a very concrete and practical way that we can do that is to simply heed uh, the request of Our Lady of Fatima to make uh, communions of reparations on first Saturdays. And so it, it takes place, it's five successive Saturdays, and you can just keep doing it. You know, I just do it indefinitely. But it's five successive Saturdays, um, first Saturdays of five successive months. You receive communion, you confess, you recite the rosary, and then you keep Our Lady company for 15 minutes while meditating on the uh, mysteries of the rosary, and that's something distinct from the rosary itself. So there's the four requirements. And I encourage us all here, this is one concrete, very, very practical thing that we can do to uh, ward off the scourge of terrorism that's taking place in the world right now. And I, I also reflect in connection to um, the issue of terrorism. Oh, actually, before I say that, just to say that, we see this in our gospel as well. Jesus is telling St. Peter, you're going to be crucified. Do you love me, Peter? Are you, are you really willing and ready to follow me? And Peter has a real participation in Jesus' identity as shepherd uh, and as um, the atonement of the world. Christ merited an infinite number of graces for the salvation of mankind and for the forgiveness of sins. But it's through our acts of penance and our sacrifices that we become the vessels in the here and the now through which those merits and those graces are applied concretely here and now to the world. And Peter did that by going to the cross. The story is that it was uh, under the reign of Nero. It was around the year 62, 63, 64 or so, something like that, maybe 65. And uh, Peter is exiting Rome. Okay, there's persecution is kind of hot, and uh, people are advising him to get out of there because Nero's looking for him. He's going to get killed, so he he heads out of Rome, and he sees he has a vision of Christ carrying his cross in the opposite direction back into Rome, and he says, "Lord, what are you doing?" And the Lord says, "I'm going to be crucified." And Peter understands that Jesus is going to be crucified again in him. So you see, in a very concrete way, there's Peter through his decision to freely uh, embrace martyrdom, he became this act, this, this a, a vessel of atonement and reparation and uh, was responsible for the salvation of many souls in Rome. And then, of course, this is why Catholicism is called Roman Catholicism, I mean, in part at least. And, um, you know, so this is a big deal. We have a real role to play here. And then the final thing I'll just leave you with is this, with the, the issue of terrorism. There is no coincidence that Our Lady showed up at a place called Fatima. 
Does anybody know, let me just kind of see a show of hands, does anybody know who Fatima is? It's a place, of course, in Portugal, but it's named after a historical figure. Does anybody know who Fatima is? Okay, so you got a few, okay. And probably some of you probably heard this, but I'll remind you of it. Fatima is the, is the daughter of, of the prophet, uh, the supposed prophet Muhammad, okay, the founder of Islam, okay. And uh, it's very well known when you get into Fatima studies that uh, Mary chose that. Whole, she's, she is going to play an integral role in the conversion of the Muslims to Jesus Christ before the second coming of Christ. Okay? Fatima was a very important figure in Islamic tradition and Islamic theology. And uh, she was a, <clears throat> the only surviving daughter, I believe, it's, I believe it's the only surviving daughter of Muhammad. In any event, she's a very important figure for uh, Muslims. And uh, Muslims have a devotion to Mary. In the Quran, their holy book, Mary is mentioned more times than she's mentioned in the New Testament. And it's going to be through Mary that Islam is converted. But we have a, a role to play in that through our acts of reparation and our acts of atonement. So I encourage us all to observe the first five uh, Saturdays uh, and thereby make atonements and console the heart of Our Lady of Fatima.